Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another wonderful week of Football Fan Rush Radio. I am your host, Cass. So we have Mike and Michael on the line. Good morning, guys. Happy Sunday. Good morning. I will have to do this. I need to do this because despite me waiting for the Hall of Fame game, which, of course, we knew wasn't going to be exciting, we finally have some football in our life, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I think everybody. Uh, I was probably the only person in the house like, (laughs) so I was really, really excited. I know it's exhibition. The peanut gallery is clearly We know it's preseason. I know it's preseason. I know we sound a little dry because it's only preseason. But it's football, and that's what we live for. So we are happy to talk about more football. And we actually got to see some tackles and some downs and some touchdowns and some coaches' faces of disapproval and disappointment and a few cheering. We, we, the whole football is back. Yes, it is, Because I think preseason is an awesome time. Um, <laughs> Ticket prices are crazy in the NFL, especially if you are anywhere near a city where your team is just like the prime team. Football ticket prices are outrageous. Some, some of, for grid seats is more than people's mortgages two times over. So I think Man. this season is a really good time to go check out your team, hang out in the stadium, get some pretty affordable tickets. Um, you know, possibly, depending on your team, see a few of the starters get down, and also see what your team invested money in for the next season. So I don't, you know, it's not a complete wash. Yes, they're exhibition games. Yes, everyone's getting their football footing back and back in rhythm. Getting so no, everyone doesn't look good. Yeah. For some I don't know if you want to call it sea legs, but, you know. I but, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great way to get a chance to see your team and still, like, be able to put gas in your car when you leave. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, <laughs> yeah, because some of these ticket prices are unreal. So yeah, we won't say anything about said, Chicago, because their tickets are like, oh my god, man, you could, you could, it's like a small fortune, ladies and gentlemen. You could you could probably do a lot with the money you spend on a ticket <laughs> to go to a Bears game. You could buy you know, a car. You, you, could have, you could buy a car. You could probably put insurance and an extra warranty on that. Much. You could like what it costs to go to a Bears game. Man, that's crazy. You know, so you know the people that go, they actually, you know, we have to save up to go to a Bears game. <laughs> Even that's bad. It's crazy for. <laughs> I mean. At least in New York with the Giants and their uh, PSL costs, the Giants win. So you you deal with the game. 
cares? It's right, you know, because you can, you can. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know where they've been winning, but okay. Um, you know, it hasn't no, been no, way, no. They've been no, more. They've they won more than they've been. Yeah, <laughs> they've like won that. more they've recently. Won more than the Bears have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that you know, the teams that like. Like I can complain if I was in, and I know we need to get get onto our, you know, get onto the show. But I could not complain. Like if I'm a New England fan, if I was a New England fan, I live in New England, and they, as much as they win, if their prices are very exorbitant. I couldn't trip off of that. If I was in Green Bay, I couldn't but, trip but, off of that. But either. here's the here's the issue. Here's the issue with the Patriots. Good luck getting a ticket. They are sold out for sold out for years. Years completely exactly. out of there. But years. that, but that, but that tells so, you—that's a testament to you know what's going on there. Here, you can still get tickets. I mean, it's not a lot of, but you know, Bay, it's, no, you it's not on a lot. The, of if you get, I was gonna say on Green Bay, if you get on the uh, season list, your child will have to experience that because you won't in your lifetime. You won't. Wow. Yeah, Green Bay is another one. Like it's nuts. It's 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 nuts. Um, but I can't, you know, no, like they're they're sparing. They're they're bare. There's a ton of season ticket holders, a ton of corporations that are holding seats. So it's not like you're gonna go on the site and get like ten tickets together. Like no. And right. then the Bears don't do group ticket sales anymore, which sucks. That's kind of crazy, but it doesn't make sense. Like if. It's like if we had twenty people that want to go, we can't get a group ticket. Mm-mm, they don't do that. Anymore. The closest thing yeah, that's, that's, gonna that's... be on that is uh, Seat Geeks and NFLTickets.com and uh, what's the other one? StubHub. StubHub. That's the closest you're gonna get. Yeah, that's, and that's crazy, but you know. Well, it's the way it is, and, you know, when it comes to extra collector activities, man, even when you go to movies, it costs you a grip now. <laughs> so, you know, it's to be expected. They have hey, to recoup hey, costs, except It depends blah, blah, on where blah. you go. Yeah, it really it does, and what day you go. go. I am a fan of the $5 mm-hmm. movies, ladies and gentlemen. So if you live in the Chicago area on Tuesday nights, $5 Tuesdays is the bomb. I wish they do that for football. You just ain't gonna get that at the game. You ain't gonna be at the watching the game. You're gonna be watching the <laughs> Right. And speaking of football, as Cass was getting ready to say, let's get to that, ladies and gentlemen. That is exactly yeah, what we are here team. for after all. Now that so. we've emptied your wallet, we can now talk. Yeah, we, now mm-hmm. we take all your money and got you in the stadium. We can sit down here and talk to you. You can enjoy yourself. <laughs> so let's um, kick so. off. Let's kick off the week since we were a little thirsty for some gridiron play. A lot of people did watch the exhibition preseason game. Well, don't do because everyone's under the impression that it did not count. Well, this year more people were more emotional <laughs> over the outcome than normal, than beyond your typical analysts and commentators and bloggers and show hosts like us. There were actually some emotional fans because this is our first taste of football in months. So we swing it around to the Bears. And the Bears, you know, with all the talk and all the acquisitions in the offseason, we just knew we were about to see the O-line from heaven giving Jay Cutler 
angel like coverage. We knew that the defense Let's go was going to rip this band aid off and say, Hulk like, smash. That did not look good. And when John Fox is standing on the sidelines looking like, who, who are these? Are their names on the roster? Where do they come from? You kind of got to wonder what happened. I know they played yeah. Jimmy, but what happened? Let me start off by saying, Go ahead, fans talk of about this show know one thing. I am, I am a Jay Cutler supporter, and I usually am one of the few that want to ride out with Jay Cutler. This year, I wanted to be able to be critical. I wanted to be able to be critical, but I couldn't uh, because he didn't have any protection. And you're not going to be able to be critical if Jay Cutler's protection will look like that preseason game. Some will argue, well, it was only the first preseason game. Well, right now, that's the only thing I have anything to make judgment from. It didn't look good. And Jay Cutler, he didn't look mad. And under previous circumstances, he would have been like, you got to protect me. Jay Cutler, you can't criticize the quarterback if he's on the ground the whole game. It's not his Very true. Offensive line. Very true. Yeah, offensive line. And for those people that want to say, well, Grasso, the starting center was injured and well yes that's true but opposing teams won't care once the season starts it's time to time to protect them it's called Isha get off the pot and they didn't look good on the offensive line and then the running backs weren't picking up blitzes at all I think five of the sacks were a result of Late blitzes, delayed blitzes were were clearly a problem on Thursday. As much as we want to look at Langford and, and Kadeem Carey. So, okay, so delayed blitzes, um, like you said, we can't blame anything on Jay Cutler. And of course, they weren't going to kill Jay Cutler in an exhibition game. Where do you think – like with everything that you've seen the Bears do in the off season and the work that they've put in and everything that we've watched them do as far as going to training camp and what we've seen, the acquisitions and the pickups that we've seen, do you feel that it's a, it, it, they effectively when got the right players to fill in the right hole? Or, or Or do we just have I to give it time right to develop into the right something? Just that there was too many holes to fill. There wasn't a. You weren't going to be able to fill every hole we had. That's a bigger problem. It didn't matter how many holes we filled. There still were too many holes. Well, I think it it really comes down to you know when it comes on the, on the coaching side of it when they go into recruiting and things like that and you know based off of what we saw last year. I mean, we can all agree that. Uh, the Bears did not look great at all toward the end of the year. I think the, the brightest um, spot we 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 all agreed about that was actually Cutler, um, you know, toward the end of the season. Now, with it just being the first game, or if you want to call it that, uh, their first time out on the field in a, in a game situation, yes, it's, it does leave a lot to, you know, for the, for us as fans to desire as far as, 
you know, making sure that we can actually contend. You know, I have nothing against Denver. They, you know, they were returning champs from last year, so you kind of expect them to kind of still be on to be on the same high. But with the with, with where where the Bears are right now, man, I expected a lot more. I didn't even watch the game. I saw it was on. You know, but when I saw the score, it was like, why am I going to waste my time and just sit here and be mad? Because <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. You know, but just from the standpoint of what they're attempting to feel, yeah, I think they're going to end up doing a lot of changes and and seeing who fits where to really get the get the puzzle together. Um, I agree with Cass. I'm pretty sure John Fox is like, what is this? Why? Who are these people? And this is not what we look like in practice. You know, uh, especially when it comes to protecting the quarterback, there's no there's no reason why, you know, he should be getting hit that much, and even even in the first game. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be And I got to give it to Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler for the last few years has been planted on the ground so much, him and Aaron Rodgers. Like, it, it's ridiculous Man, that they are a lot. I'm surprised he hasn't had, like, a bunch of concussions by now because he spends a lot of time on his back, dude, <laughs> on that ground. He really did. Uh, I think the Bears are surprised about that, too, and that's why Jay Cutler has one of those helmets that they monitor – uh, electronically to uh, to see about concussions, so mm-hmm. the bear staff might be worried too. So they spend too yeah, much time I mean, on the ground, and they gotta monitor you. And yeah, man. And as much as I want to talk about how bad the offense looked, the Bears made a conscious decision in the off season to add free agents and draft picks on defense. The defense was atrocious. It, I said this in our morning meeting. It serves no purpose to increase and do better in coverage if you're going to have poor tackling. I tweeted it out on on Thursday night. I hope poor tackling doesn't kill the season. And our friend of the show, Andre, already said looks like it's too late. Cassandra said um, he's going to be telling the truth. Poor tackling (laughs) is a problem. In high school football, the first time, the first thing you learn on a football field in high school is how to tackle. It's like if some of these players ever learn, they forgot or they didn't care about tackling, poor tackling is going to be the bane of the Bears' defense this season. And I'm so upset about that. It's almost like Danny Trevathan, he was out there. Leonard Floyd, he looked decent. He he looked more than decent. But everybody else that was in coverage, the secondary, um, I'm, I'm sick of complaining about the Bears' secondary. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of complaining about the secondary. you got to have well, somebody out there to stop the ball. Well, that's the one thing, like, um, I'm looking at the Bears site now, and even John Fox, you know, you can quote him and say he was disappointed personally. And he thinks the team was disappointed. They expected more. And he doesn't know, you know, his his exact words, I, I don't know that we executed as well as any of us expected. It is preseason. You don't game plan. It's pretty basic, but there's definitely some room for improvement. And it would be a good learning experience process when they go in and look at the tape so from that standpoint you know like we like like we've all said obviously he was not happy with with, with the performance you know and on on either side um 
you know, when it came to the defense, he said part of it is recognition, getting getting it communicated, you know, and they didn't do that as well as they should have. So that right there leads towards the, the breaks downs outside of tackling, you know, the breakdown of communication on the defensive side, you know, the offensive side as well. So you have those type of things that, that you actually need because you have to be able to recognize what formation they're in. You have to be able to get that communicated out to everybody, you know, in their, in their respective positions. And then you got to execute it. So if you can't even get the first part of that done, when you even know what you're looking at, you can't recognize the set, you don't know what formation they're in, yeah, it's a long day for you. It is a long day. That's what it ended up being. I'm glad it's just preseason, man, because, you know, opening up the first game with a with a shutout wouldn't have been great. <laughs> you know, when the season started, I think that would put a lot more people in a more dismal type of mind frame than it would have everybody, you know, feeling very positive about the team. So basically John Fox just get put the responsibility on their shoulders and to see if they were retaining anything from practice and Exactly. I will tell <laughs> I will tell you the first thing on the on the list when you go to the bear site, when it under latest content, first thing that pops up is a video and it's titled Fox Talks Roster Moves. Yep. Sure is. Sure the first is. thing you see, he's basically saying, if you don't get better than that first game, you're not going to make it to the season. You're not going to be here. Mm-hmm. What, what would be the point? Because if we, you know, if there's no improvement between in, in these next few weeks, you know, it's, it's you know, we already know the roster getting slimmed down anyway. So that's that's a given. You know, at this point, it's really about for him who who who's going to be able to recognize, you know, what, and and understand and know what's going on. Because that's what you need on the field. I mean, I'm looking at the stats. You know that they, the defense had they got off to, they permitted the ten plays for the 76 yard touchdown drive on the opening game, the opening possession. Mark Sanchez, who I'm not really, I've never really been a big fan of his, but seven of eight for 83 yards, including a 32 yard touchdown to Demarius Thomas. Well, that that, that 32 yard touchdown to Demarius Thomas. I blame that on Bryce Callahan. Well, that's who they're blaming on too. Because <laughs> good God, that's who, that's, that's who they're blaming on. Bryce too. Callahan made made Demarius Thomas and Mark Ch- Sanchez look like Montana to Rice. Mm. It was, it was, it was embarrassing. And then for some sites that are clearly Bears friendly, including the Bears site, saying. Bryce Callahan redeemed himself getting an interception later in the game. No, that's not redeeming yourself. That's doing your job. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's you what, have that's no choice. You've got to continue to play the game. And you cannot make such a gaffe of a mistake. I don't care how young you are. That was a huge mistake. That was a gaffe. Yeah, and, 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 and honestly, uh, Demarius Thomas was shocked that he was that open. He looked like, "Wow, I'm this open! I can't believe it." He walked into the end zone. Okay, so wow. let me ask you guys this: So, when it comes mm-hmm. down to looking at, um, when it comes down to looking at the uh, the Bears, is this just you know, this is just a fluke that John Fox just let them go out there and play on their own, so there is hope. Or is there not hope? Did it really look like the Bears are going to pull it together 
and move forward because John Fox is a great coach, and I'm I'm start. Right. Go ahead. I will say this, and I said this also earlier. The problem is with preseason games, there are no game plans, so you're looking purely talent. You get to see how bad or how good a team's fundamentals are. And the Bears are showing me they don't have good fundamentals. John Fox may come up with great game plans during the season to mask how bad the Bears' fundamentals are or mask that we don't have the greatest talent on the field. But right now we're seeing that we're not in the class of everyone else with talent and fundamentals. That's all I can say. I believe John I wouldn't Fox go that. Coach. I wouldn't go that far. I will that, go that you know, far. That he would have to one. mask anything. Um is there room for improvement? Of course. There's always room for improvement regardless of what team you are. You know, it's it's the first preseason game, of, you know, of the preseason season. We put it like that. Right. And, and so with, him, with there not being a game plan, like you said, it's all based off of what did you retain in practice and go out here and play. Right. You know, we don't have just so a now, basic little game plan John together and stuff like that. Thing. You know, so he was probably I, I like, okay, think that's look on his face like, damn, yeah, did y'all retain anything? Right, because he probably like practice don't even look this bad. <laughs> John know? Fox is probably looking like we covered this on the first day of OTAs. So yeah, why are you all looking I'm sure like it, of, of and, course. And on top of but, that, as a big, huge Bears fan, I try to talk it away. But during the preseason, I'm very critical. They looked horrible. And until I'm proven yeah, otherwise – they looked horrible. I mean, and, and, and I, you can't take it away from that, and you, you know, and you shouldn't. But at the same time, you know, are are they? They look. Do they look so bad to where there's no chance for improvement, or do they look bad enough to where, or is it bad to where like, okay, we we have some things we have some, we have some minor things we need to fix, or do we have major things we need to fix? Now, if you have if your starting defense comes out and they already given up a touchdown the first you know possession of the game, then yeah. You probably have a little bit more work to do in that area, but that could all oh boy. That's that. I mean, the first we already know it breaks down to um, bad co- bad coverage. You know, Bryce Kelly's hand gets beat on a, beat on the play. You know, but at the same time, the defensive line is not getting a rush, obviously. You know, and so you have those things that you have to contend with. Now, I hope to be optimistic, and I hope to prove to be you know right by the end of the season. Um, that they'll be at least be in in position to get into the playoffs, but you know I, I think right now it's honestly too soon to kind of tell what how everything's going to work out. I think by the next game we'll have a better idea and see what kind of improvements they made if they've made any improvements from you know one game to the next, and that's really going to be the barometer of, of you know give us a better barometer I guess I would say um, as far as where they're going from. Are you really? I'm truly worried that we won't be able to see any improvement and the offense won't get a chance to to get any quote-unquote game, game experience because the offensive line is not protecting. Because we can't see Jay Cutler throw to Kevin White. We can't see Jay Cutler throw to Alshon Jeffrey. We can't see the game. Man, you making and, it sound like it's going to be like a, you know, like they ain't going to win nothing. Man, it's over. Man, it's, it's all, well, <laughs> Chicago Bears fans. this by now, Apparently I am it's very over. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, you it's know. It's over like, for you guys. 
As far you as already throw it in the tower. You we can hang it up. This is your season. Which didn't count, by the way. Yeah, send it down the toilet. So we're just going to move on to the next no. team. No. No, John Fox. John often makes a huge jump in his second season. And the Bears already went 6-10 and 10 last season. So I have high expectations, and it's because of my high expectations that I'm I'm this critical. I understand that. I can oh, take that. Well, we're gonna see. We're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see what happens. Um, we're gonna curb your enthusiasm a little bit. Hopefully this season and deal with the reality. But the next hey, man. North team, North team, seven and ten. Who knows? <laughs> I'm messing with you. Wow. Um, The next team on our radar is our beloved Ford Field playing Detroit Lions. Now, what I will say watching them in preseason is nobody had any expectations for them whatsoever. They have gone through a pitfall. People threw them all the way down in the basement, locked the door, buried the key. Even with the changes in the front office, with the changes with the coaching staff, minus the head coach, and even the change of players, the retiring of one of my favorite players, Megatron, love you. Um, he's retired. He's walked away from the game. And so one Anquan Bolden shows up, as well as a few other shift changes. And we still have Matt Stafford, who was determined to take the team somewhere above 500. Um, no one had real expectations. I think um, a lot of people are taking Detroit for granted, and I don't think Detroit this season, that's one of the teams on my sleeper radar, and we'll talk about a few others later on in the show. I don't think Detroit should be taken for granted, of which they actually came out and showed Pittsburgh in their um, exhibition game, their very first preseason game. While Pittsburgh did come out and get the jump on them by two touchdowns, Detroit made a heck of a comeback. They actually fought their way back. They fought like the players that were listening in all of the preseason practice that they've had so far and in training camp. So I just want to get you guys' take because I was a little bit impressed with how Detroit came out. Detroit did not look like the 2013 preseason Detroit team that just came through with looking like the the, the – Vikings from the Capital One commercials, like that was crazy, and then they just like disappeared. It's like mid-season, somebody was like Alakazam, and then we didn't ever heard from the Lions again. And I mean, they even came out in the season strong. Looking at this preseason game, just the they made a few mistakes, but like again, you know, everyone's trying to get back in the football rhythm, and you know, players are new and they're they're trying to adjust. Um, Matt Stafford threw some pretty good balls. There were a couple of interceptions, a couple, you know, drop passes. But overall, I'm looking at the defense and looking at the O-line and looking at the changes that are being made in the receiving core. It wasn't a disaster. It really, really wasn't horrible. Pittsburgh, did, the, the Steelers didn't play a horrible game either for it to be an exhibition game. But Detroit looked a lot better than I expected. So I'm going to get you guys' take on what you thought of the Lions opening their preseason schedule against the Steelers. I think they did a great job. Um, there's definitely, you know, I think we from last year to now, we can definitely see the improvement um, with the with the addition of Anquan Bowden, uh, who put out a pretty decent game as well. I think they're going to definitely be like the sleeper this year. Um, 
compared to especially compared to last year. Last year was just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what last year was for them. I don't think they do either. Um, but I'm I, I, to be honest, I'm like kind of excited for Detroit. They're gonna uh, surprise a lot of people now. How far they'll go this year, who knows? You know, at, at the beginning of the season, it's anybody's game, it's anybody's win, and we all understand that. But I think they've made some very good improvements um, this past off season to really put them in, in a position where they can contend. It, it's going to come down to whether they can stay healthy, how well the offense plays, defense plays, you know, those type of things. Which you know, which is like just the, the basic stuff that we all know that it takes to win. Um, I think that. Anquan is definitely going to help them to be, you know, to be as, as far as being a solid receiver for them to go through. Between him, Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate, um, I think Stafford is really happy about what he has to work with, especially since you know Anquan has a history of being available. Like we said last week, you know, as a as a receiver, he doesn't he's hardly ever hurt, you know, those type of things, and that's really important when you're when you're attempting to win a. Um, Super Bowl championship, or when you even attempted just to win your conference, is how healthy people can be. So I'm really like. So we're going to leave them at the conference. Out. I don't know if they're Super Bowl ready, but um, I don't even know if they're conference ready yet. But I, I think they would give the conference, uh, the NFC North, a pretty good run for their money. Yeah, it might turn out a lot better. I don't think it's going to be an easy type of, you know easy type of deal, like, you know, it wasn't really easy last year when it came to conference games, keeping it, you know, honest. But I think that it's going to be a lot more interesting this year, you know, than it has been in the, in the past couple of years for for Detroit. Um, you know, like I said, considering they've got a newly consistent uh, wide receiver, their rookies don't look too bad. Um, and just overall, so I'm like I said, I'm excited. I'm gonna keep my excitement kind of at a low, but I just really want to see how they how they turn around and if they can. You know, Detroit haven't been around for so long and haven't and never really being considered a successful team. You know, in the league oh, and stuff like, like nothing to say. Say again. You know, like so nothing to say. I mean, you all ask me about Detroit every time, and unfortunately, I feel the same way as I've often felt about Detroit, and I'm beginning to sound like a broken record. I will say that I really like the addition of Anquan Bolden, and I said that last week. He's a consistent player. You know what you're getting when you get Anquan Bolden. He's played in recent years. He's played for – uh, Baltimore and, and San Fran, but in previous years playing, he was consistent in Atlanta. He was consistent in Arizona. He's a consistent player. Uh, and hey, I've always said he's basically a tight end with a with the wide receiver title. Um, I believe he will become Matt Stafford's best friend. I believe Matt Stafford and the offense have to prove uh, what they can do knowing Calvin Johnson's not walking uh, through that tunnel. I believe they're up to the task, but that's where they are right now. They have to prove it. Um, I'll also add that Detroit 
I don't think it's ready to take the division, but they're near the heels of Green Bay and Minnesota. I do, and I well, said it last week. I do believe this is while it whether you consider it the best division in football, it will prove to be one of the hardest divisions in football. Now I agree with you there. I think that um, especially with the advancements that Minnesota has made with Teddy Bridgewater coming on and doing what he should be doing at his third, you know, at this point in his career. Um, I really can't put the bears in there just yet. Um, I'm not putting them on the bottom. I'll just, I'll, I'll put them kind of, kind of even with uh, Detroit right now. They, they both sitting kind of like right there. It's either one of their, you know, the opportunity is there for either one of them, but I don't really see, I can't the Bears get I can't I can't really see the Bears getting being ahead of Detroit to be honest with you. At least right. If I had to judge it right now, we if we did a one game judgment, it would be like you know, I would definitely go probably Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit, and then the Bears. Oh, That's I agree probably, with and that. It, one of the things and it's probably going to end up I, it's it's probably going to end up playing out exactly like that, which would be crazy. Not that I, I honestly don't know, because, but you know, I'm just saying I th- if I would have to pick off a of talent, I would say that the the Lions are probably more stacked than the Bears. But uh, it's been well documented. I'm not exactly confident in Caldwell as a head coach, and I mm. and I would not be surprised mm. uh, if, as a head coach, Fox gets the Bears playing better than Detroit. I've always felt like Jim Caldwell is an excellent OC. His head coaching chops are not proven to be as we want them to be. They're just not. But you know what? And I think it works. I think it works for them, though. I, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's working for them. And it, it, I don't think it's I – I know you've been really bent on the coach. I don't think it's a coaching issue right now. Right now I honestly believe that when it comes to Detroit, it's just Detroit finally plugging in the pieces. Right. To right. look like the days of old, and I think that's what they're, they're getting to. So I think in about another season or two, they're definitely going to be very, very different. Oh yeah, I mean, if you look different. at what they—if you look at what they did at you know during the game, they kept it. They ran the not you know no huddle, and just really wanted to keep a up tempo kind of pace game. Um, I think they're from what I read and ascertained, they're going to be doing that. That's pretty much the staple for the rest of the season. You know, no huddle. Let's get up here and we just going to have a fast pace and call it today. Um, well, they won't be able that, to do that against everybody. There'll be a lot of teams ready for that, you know, that are just as fast and just as skilled and not really care what position you're in. You could be shotgun with all you want to and no huddle, and we all, they'll be right there ready for you. You know, so but I think it's going to be interesting to, you know, just see how they how they put it, put it all together, like it is with any other team in the league. You know, when it's, at this point in the season, you know, it's, it's about the, the puzzle, you know, or if you if you want to even be more specific, it's like playing chess, really, you know, because it's all strategy. It's about who's what's what's players going to help me get here, 
Does this player know what he's doing in his position? Can I trust this player to do that? Yes or no? And that's all it boils down to when it comes down to, you know, putting them on the field and winning these games. Um, now, like I said, I, I do have some I have some hopes for them. You know, I, I do hope that they can turn around and kind of get it. And that's really because I want, the, want our conference just to be so hard. You know that if you play in, regardless of whether you play in the the four teams in the in the conference or you know it's non conference play, that when you come play an NFC North team, it's it's a hard game. It's not not a pushover game. It's not, you know, you got to play some people. You know, and that should be across the board with all four teams. But that's not always the case. <laughs> so that's what I would like to be like to see see the league see our you know division get to. Is just to be that competitive, you know, to be that fully stacked on, you know, every year we should be wondering who's going to win because we should have a division that's, you know, so. But I think, you know, it would be interesting to see what Detroit does. They can stay healthy and, you know, really work on their game plan and come together as a team. I believe their record would be a lot better than what it was last year. You know, will that put them in contention for um, uh, Super Bowl or, Anything like that at this point, who knows? But it could possibly get them at least in the playoffs. <laughs> no. And <then> after that, <laughs> you said no, no, no. I don't see it. <laughs> no, they're not ready yet. Not at all. So, um, bless you. I thought I had turned off the mic. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they're um, ready. So moving right along. Hey, you guys there? Hello? I want I want Detroit to get to the point where they're confident <laughs> yeah. in themselves. That's that's where I think it will matter. They don't feel like they're confident in themselves yet. Uh, I can't. I can't say that this this even yeah, this preseason I game. I, I I can't say that. I think, I think that they have. I, I think that, that. they're they do have some confidence. It's just about you know. It's right now. It's about cohesiveness, man. It's about finding what works, and 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 how to make it work for them. Um, you know, like I said, you got new. You got new addition with Anquan Bowden. Um, you have the rookies that you got to contend with. So they definitely have keys there where they, can, where they can do things with and it's going to really boil down to you know I don't think it's a confidence thing at all to be totally honest with you I think they're they I think they have the confidence uh what it really going to boil down to like I just said is how cohesive they can be how they're going to play together you know um how uh, the number of breakdowns versus the number of positive plays those type of things that's the stuff that's going to really make a break Detroit you know if they can, how how mistake free they can play um, how 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 they take advantage of turnovers? Can they create turnovers? You know, can can they can they get the deep ball on you? Those are, those are the tangible things that are going to make Detroit or break Detroit this season. So we're definitely going to look out for Detroit, but we're not taking Detroit off the radar. And like I said, not that's going to go on a list of um, sleeper teams that I'll talk about toward the end of the show. So moving right along comes my squad. And, again, I'm a lonely cheering person. Yay! 
<laughs> because of next, we That's are talking not fair. about. She has her own. She has her own uh, background noise and positive well, support. Well, I really don't. I just absolutely like that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just absolutely. That's natural, like organic, that positive feedback. <laughs> so, anywho, so we are talking about the Minnesota Vikings, which so many right now, so many have super high hopes for. I'm one of the people that happen to have high hopes. But taking the fandom out of it, one of the things that finally came to light, of which I said it, but people wanted to put me in a box when I said it. Um, was Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater has amazing, amazing, amazing potential. Um, he looked oh, great as the season when Adrian came back. His sophomore season, it looked a little different. So we knew that that was a big piece in the Vikings continuing to advance, as well as Blair Walsh's foot is also a piece of the puzzle. But for the fact that he hit a 51-yard field, yeah, so he hit a 51-yarder. And he should, because this is what he does. So, you know, he's trying to redeem himself from how last season ended. But Teddy Bridgewater is a huge, 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 huge piece of the puzzle. And with Teddy, um, we wanted to see really big plays. We did not want to see any more – I'm going to throw the ball to bail me out of this possible sack, which gives us now a three and out. We really wanted to see Teddy become the Teddy that we knew. Um, Teddy threw an amazing, and I know it's preseason, but the but the the, the pass, the, the bomb that he threw was so amazing for the touchdown that that is the Teddy that we want to see. He threw the ball with confidence under coverage to a player that had the secondary ready to take them out. And it, it was an absolutely beautiful play. The Vikings opened up and played this game with their confidence on high without most of the starters starting. Um, Sean Hill looked really, really good, which is the backup quarterback. He, he, he looked to, to start. Um, he looked really good against the Bengals. Um, they had actually been practicing with them a couple days before the exhibition game. So when the exhibition game came, you know, I, I was ready to see what both teams had been working on against each other, and it, it was it was a pretty good game. The one thing I don't want to see, which is has lately been historic in Minnesota play, is to gain a lead and get to the end of the game and not finish. Actually, lose the game and lose the lead big time after leading in an entire game. What I want Minnesota to do mentally is it's not over until it's over until you hear that final horn until you see all the zeros go across the clock. That's it. Fourth quarter is over. This is your final score. The Bengals had a chance to actually come back. They were down by 10. It was 7 to 17 for quite a bit of the game, over 65, 70% of the game. Until the fourth quarter, the, the Bengals were able to run a touchdown in. They were able to you know, kick a field goal. The only the only issue was they were trying to go for the two point conversion. Had they been successful, had uh, Minnesota's defense not been all on top of them, after all the hard work that 
Minnesota put in in the exhibition game. And again, it's no different. It's basically a game seeing how the guys are going to run the plays that they learned in training camp and getting their NFL, well, not NFL, but football footing back. Had that two-point conversion would have been successful, I would have been so upset because this is something that we're trying to overcome with Minnesota, and it's getting down to the wire and completing is holding on to those leads, is is extending the lead. So that right there, while it wasn't a disappointing game, both teams played very, very hard, it was nice to see Teddy Two Gloves look a little bit different. He looked a lot more polished, a lot more professional. So when we're looking at the very first game, he did look like he worked really hard in the offseason. But, again, this is an exhibition game, and it's not full on in the season. If Teddy is looking like this, um, game three and four into the regular season, then I definitely know that the Minnesota Vikings are forced to be reckoned with. Of course, um, you're not going to see really see much, if any, Adrian Peterson in the exhibition games, as well as a couple other players. But when it's time to go full speed ahead, they have all of the components that are needed from secondary to defense. The O-line looks so, so much better for for Teddy and they make quite a few holes for the running backs and a lot of coverage for the wideouts to get open. So I'm pretty confident in this team. If they hold their own confidence and they can believe that they can make it all the way to the Super Bowl, which is, you know, it's been put on the table by a few analysts and commentators that maybe they can, and I'm not going to knock it. They will be absolutely awesome. Um, I'm I'm really it, – it, a lot of it falls – in Teddy Bridgewater's hands. If Teddy throws the bombs and looks the way he did, and uh, well, even better than he did in this opening exhibition game, then I am pretty sure that this team is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with, hands down, um, even coming out of the NFC North on top. And that's, that's a lot to say with the teams that are in the NFC North, especially the Green Bay Packers. But if Minnesota holds it together, because they don't even have, as of right now, they've only got two injuries with one of them being Red Ellison at tight end, but they were even able to fix that issue. So they've got a lot of weapons. Teddy's got a lot of weapons. Teddy looks like his confidence is back. He looks like he worked hard. If we can hold that through the season, then they're, they're definitely headed to the postseason, if not beyond. And yeah, that's what always, I got to see just simply from an exhibition game. Yeah, I think we can all agree that, you know, from the time that he's since he's been in the league till now, he's definitely progressed and become a lot better. And I think he's a lot more confident than he was last year um, with the scheme and with having the, the you know the, the players that he has around him and, and that type of thing. Um, if he, it would be so storybook if, for him to take this season and just make the best out of it, you know and. To be able to put himself in a position should, where, he yeah, he should. I would. He, I mean, I'm just he, glad he has nothing. The thing is, he has nothing to lose. University of Louisville back. University of Louisville, Teddy Bridgewater back. He's he's not, he's walking out there with the attitude of I can do this. If I make a mistake, I have to move on. Let's 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 keep going. Let's 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 do this. It's time to do it and mm-hmm. do it now. In the past. He was so worried about making a mistake that he couldn't be the quarterback that he has the potential to be. And to compound that problem in the past, when he made a mistake, he got so down on himself. Yeah, he would just stay in it and couldn't come out of it. 
Right. He couldn't you know, come so out of it. That, now he's at the it, point where you know. he believes he's not going to make a mistake, but if he makes a mistake, he moves he's on. Okay with and it. That was right. That's what, and that's that's really just maturity, man. You know, you know that's that's huge maturity on his part to um, be able to get to the point to where okay, it's just part of the game now. And 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 you know that's it probably has to be said as far as the transition from college to you know to NFL is that we all know that each level of football gets like 15, 20 times faster. Yeah. Than, than which, and I, and it, people, the game is faster. When, when I tell you, harder. it's not, when I say it's 15 to 20 times faster, it is not an exaggeration. If you ever go to a, go, go do yourself a favor one weekend, if you're able to go to a high school game, then take your kids and take them to a college game and watch the level of play and watch the speed of the game. Then go watch – then sit down and watch to go and go actually go to a pro game. And you'll see that the speed is so much faster. The pace of the game is so much faster. You got people on the field. Everybody on the field, can, you know, is running like sub five in the 40. You know, and we're talking about linebackers and linemen who can, you know, who can run. You know, so you add that to the skilled people who all, you know, who definitely have to have speed for their positions, and that game is super fast. So the way that you – so the the mentality of being able to switch to, I, man, I can't, I can't afford to mess up if I mess up this, 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 to like, look, I might screw up once in a while, but that don't mean nothing, so I'm going to go ahead and play this game. And that's where Teddy is. You know, hopefully he is now to where he doesn't get frustrated by it. He just lets the game come to him, and whatever happens, happens. As long as he's playing at his highest level, you know, he'll be fine. I, I really do believe that because he's a great quarterback. You know, I can't take anything away from his skill or anything. You really can't. Um, but, you know, it's it's like anything else, man. When they start when, – when you – it's great to see play, when a player, a great player starts to mature and really become into their own and really take this league, you know, start to take advantage of what, you know, their their uh, opportunity in the, in the league. So I think it's going to be a very good season for him. You know, Penny, he doesn't get hurt. Penny, nobody else get hurt. You know, we want them – we want – of course – you know, as fans and just as people and as a former player myself, I hate when, I already understand what it means to be injured, and players don't like that stuff. <laughs> so, Penny, they can all stay healthy. You know, I think that, the, I, like I said before, man, I, I really see Minnesota doing some damage in the NFC North. I see them doing some damage just across the board, period, because uh, they have the weapons, too, and they definitely have more than just the potential to do it. Now, my question for you, our resident Vikings fan, It seems like the Vikings are rounding out and getting better of of what talent they already had. Do you feel like they added talent where it was needed in the offseason? Yes. I definitely do believe that they not only added talent where it was needed, they actually had a lot of current talent work really hard in the offseason to perfect their game. One one area that we definitely, um, well, the team definitely wanted to work on was that secondary. Getting that secondary not only to stop a lot of plays but create a lot of turnover. I actually got to see that. I got to see um, a couple interceptions, one really big interception toward the end of the preseason game. And that's something that's major. And that's something that um, when the Bears had Tim Jennings, I used to love. When the Bears had Peanut Tillman, I used to love 
it's not even just about stopping the run and stopping the play, but it's major when you can actually pick off the other team and, oh, yeah, and totally kill their momentum. And that's something that the Vikings do. We wanted to add that as a major aspect of the game again, like when Antoine Winfield was an amazing corner for the team. We used to see it a little bit more often. So definitely bringing that aspect of the game back is going to be amazing because it's going to change the momentum. Yeah, two two of my favorite bears. Honestly, they were. Um, You mentioned them. That changes a lot of the momentum of the game. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And while while we are oh, talking about the Vikings, I know this is a, this is a this is definitely a less than you know um, more on the somber note. Uh, if you're a Vikings fan, I'm pretty sure you heard that um, Dennis Green passed away. He was 67. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is fairly like in the next few weeks, recently in the past few weeks or so. Um, and you know we don't, we hate to see anybody. You know we understand this is part of life, and we get that. So I do want to have a moment of silence for him, um, his contributions to the game. Um, I'm pretty sure that he touched many players' lives as well as the coaches around him. And, you know, love him or hate him, you know, he was still he was still very important to the game of football. So just a moment of silence for him at the moment, and then we'll continue on. All right. So we have so, Green Bay. They thought we were. Let him off the hook. They were you know, um, to round up, uh, I think all of us are, you know, outside of maybe uh, Michael. He doesn't. He's. Um, you don't see him really pulling for uh, Minnesota because he's he's a diehard Bears fan. But I do believe in being cast. I'm kind of like I said. You know, I'm looking at Minnesota to most likely probably be on. You know, be in the, in the ranking for number one or two in the conference. Um, if they, especially if they play the way that they that they are and capable the of playing, I'm shooting. I'm shooting for number one. And, and as we move into Green Bay, I'll explain. And what can why. you say about the Packers, ladies and gentlemen? They're the Packers. I'm rooting for the Packers and the uh, Vikings to beat up on themselves, beat up on each other. <laughs> That's what I'm rooting. For. <laughs> and That's they probably the will. Well, despite the fact that um, the Packers and the Vikings rooting for. I'm rooting for them to beat up on each other. You're funny. I get you, though. I understand why you say that. I get it. But I think um, – Whatever. It still ain't going to help the Bears, so you want Detroit to take <laughs> I, You know, I guess. That's a little different aspect or a different take on it, but – So when we look at the Packers, which is the most loved and hated team at the same time next to probably the Patriots. Um, amazing quarterback. And once again, we can take nothing away from Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers is in a class all by himself, kind of. He's still part of one of the greatest QBs to ever play the game. But coming out of the NFC North, he's in a class all by himself, great quarterback. But it's more than just the QB that uh, – Aids this team. We have been used to this team having a great defense and a great running game. But I don't know what they're going to look like this year. They are a little up in age as a whole. And, of course, you definitely want – if you can stack your team with a bunch of healthy veterans that are going to outsmart everyone else and really really run with the season. Right. Say it again. 
But say it again. But <laughs> I said, I said say it again. We got some injury prone veterans. We have some. I used to be Mike over there sounding the, like uh, most deaf in in the Italian job. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Shout out to most deaf. Oh man, that that was like he was like my favorite character in that movie. He had me rolling. I had a bad experience. I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a movie buff. I'm sorry. But it's as he right. kept saying, say it again, that's all I could think of was was most and say it again. Right now, like um, the package you has is, is consistent. <laughs> consistent. <laughs> Consistent, but I don't know and, what their consistency is going to do this season. And and see, and, and that the thing that's the honestly how I feel. About, Jordy Nelson is back, but not back. Jordy Nelson's on the pup list, so they're probably going to ease Jordy back because you know the minute he steps on the field, everybody's going full speed ahead. Oh, of course, and Jordy yeah, yeah. to take him right back Jordy off the Nelson. Field. Is better than what most teams have. What the you, so what? <laughs> I said a publicist Jordy Nelson is better than what most teams have on the field. I would agree. If you're looking at if you're going just you know from the, from play by play, yeah, he's a, he is that impactful of a player. Um, but I'm saying as soon as well, he used to be impactful. Um, I do understand what Cass is saying is like as soon as he gets off the field, the goal is to get him back off the field. If you're a defense, um, mm-hmm. I'm more like I'm looking more from a standpoint like when she mentioned the running game. You know, I looked at a couple of clips of Eddie Lacy and, and you know, and his re and I'll call him the rebirth um, since he's gone and changed his diet and got back in shape and, and all of that and. I may need to go back and actually look at some, like, you know, some old film of him to see how he ran versus how he runs now because I really didn't see an impactful difference in the, in, in what I was able to watch. Um, you know, he, he – I'm, I'm just being honest, dude. What? <laughs> I didn't see – I didn't see there, much of a difference. I the was problem like, what I noticed is, when here he was – <laughs> The problem, the difference when he was a rookie versus when he played last season was in his rookie season, he went forward, north and south, and that's it. He was going to run you over. He was was Green Bay's version of one of my favorite running backs is Brandon Jacobs. I'm running you over. That's what he did his rookie season. And subsequent, subsequently. Yeah, he was was tracking him. And, and yeah, so after, yeah, like, after that, he just turned into, he thought he was Barry Sanders dancing around. He said he fell in love. <laughs> yeah, you know, did he? Yeah. You know, love kind of, well, I don't know. Well, I, I would hope that love wouldn't make him that soft. Well, he ain't running people over. I mean, that's you know. Because, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I really wasn't going her, into that. <laughs> I'm not going into that. I I'm said just he was saying. dancing around the backfield. But you know, I mean, if you just like you know, just the few the plays I watched because you know we they they put all his all his little runs and I say little runs because they weren't like huge games. Um, they put his little mm-hmm. runs 
you know, all in clips. And I'm just looking at them like I really don't. I'm, I want to see the explosiveness, the explosiveness, the hit the hole hard. The if you man, you come up on me, you you better be prepared because I'm about to lower my hat on you. And I didn't see any of that in his runs. You know, like I, I said, mean, he was playing I don't like know he if was dancing around in the backfield trying to do his impression of Barry Sanders. That's not the way he runs. Right. So I don't. I don't. You know, I was like, I was not impressed. Um, you know, yeah, they won, but you know, it's seventeen eleven, and it's the Browns. You know, not really. Uh, Dad, Browns fans. <coughs> hey, I'm sorry, you y'all. Let's, Terrell let's, Pryor let's, and honey, you all are on here. That wrong. Also, you know, shots fired. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I don't. That. You know, I don't. Um, he didn't like I said. He didn't really impress me. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I don't look at. I don't really trip off of. You know. If Aaron Rodgers don't. Tell, if he's in the game, we already know what to expect. You know. You know that if he if he makes a huge mistake, he's gonna come back and make an even bigger. You know, renew it with an even bigger play. You know. We already know what Aaron Rodgers is gonna do in any given game, pretty much at any given time. If he has, you know, has has his own way, um, but. The just on the running side of it, I don't know, man. I, I'm not really convinced yet that that they're. Now, when they you look at the be. defenses, when you when you look at the defensive side of the ball, though, for mm-hmm. Green Bay, and you look at the you know the defensive front, what are your thoughts on that? From from the you know that standpoint, when you look at the defensive front, um. I don't think. I mean, I think they're, looking at I think the, the Julius like Peppers and the Clay Matthews, and when I see the defense, I see a good combination of what you all were talking about it earlier. Veterans being veterans of knowing where to be. I see Clay Matthews excited that he's back to his true position of outside linebacker, but. Um, I think I want to see a bigger step in what ha-ha Clinton Dix will do from the safety position. I want to see a giant step from him. I mean, from defense, when it comes to the Packers, what I feel like they do, which is a good thing, but they don't allow for that big play to be taken upon them. They're not going to be out there 19 interceptions per game and 14 sacks per game. That's not their defense. Their defense stops the big play. And many times, that's all you need. They don't allow the big play to happen. Don't get me wrong. Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews are going to get their sacks. Their secondary is going to get uh, takeaways. But they concentrate more on a game of chess of stopping the big play. And as long as they continue to do that, they will be fine. Well, we'll have to yeah, see. So I'm too. a little I, up know, in I the think... air. I'm a little up in the air about Green Bay. Um, and it's only because they do have a pretty easy schedule, which will and, – and we're looking at the schedule based on the results of the teams that they are playing this season based on last season's results um, for the teams that they're matched up against. But um, – <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel I feel a little different 
I feel very yeah, I different you know, about Green Bay this season. I think, you know, I, I really don't – because if you – like last season, they obviously they didn't end up well. Um, they didn't make it to the playoffs. Um, but what you would hope to, because of because of the type of team, because of the team that they are, or the team they've been in the past, what you don't, what we, what I think most people don't want to see is what you kind of leaning toward is them being that same team from last season, where yeah, you know, and, and you know and where they right, got exposed you know, so, a little bit. Yeah, you know, so you here you have a team who's definitely age. You know they are one of the older teams in the league. Um, they don't have a lot of a lot of youth. They have some, so they're at that point where they're going to have. They don't have a choice after next season. They're going to have to start getting younger. You know a lot more than what they are now if they want to really contend. Because you know I'm not I'm not going to say that it's going to stop them from contending, but it does help. You know when you're out there playing all these teams, they got that that are just pulling up all these young kids that are hungry. You know, and that can play. <clears throat> and they're more youthful than your team. Like you said before, the only thing I have, the only thing they have is the fact that we are all veterans. We know this game better than you. And so we can outthink you. You know, right. so now, now it's so, but the thing is, I don't think they want to get into a position where they have to outthink the next team. That's not going to always be something that can benefit you. Sometimes you're going to have and to flat out outplay the next injuries. Team. Are also a little different because you've got an older team, so that, you know, it's a little bit more injury yeah, prone because to, you got an older team, so there's a chance for you getting hurt more. Then on top of that, the, it takes longer for you to recoup. Ask Megatron. It takes longer as you get right. older. It just takes and longer for your body to bounce new, back. Right. You know, so you looking at that anyway? So you know, so I, I, I don't know, man. You know. They're, I don't I, think I they're going to be horrible. I just don't know if they're going to be the be the great truth. team we've seen. And I may have to eat my words. Yeah, but I, I don't. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing a really good, solid team, and, mm-hmm. and nothing that we wouldn't expect from Green Bay. But I don't see the just runaway with it. Yeah, top I don't of the see, caliber. I don't see the runaway. I don't see the runaway train factor. You know, uh, like I used to yeah. with them. You know, it used to be at one point, man, when it, it, as soon as you said Green Bay, people would just go the other way because it's like, man, whatever, we already right, win. Cause it was, that was now, Green Bay. Right. Now it's like, you know, that time period is caught up with them. And so they're not as far ahead as the, you know, uh, of the other teams as as they were before. And that's more of an age thing than anything, you know, I, than I think it is any advancements in the league or people getting better players or something like, you know, those type of effects. Is really just because they're an older team, you know. So as you get older, yeah, that gap, uh, that gap where you were starts to close because the people behind you are getting younger and they're catching up. So it's so you know, it's gonna be. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from them. I don't think they're going to be all. bad. I don't. I really don't believe all. they're going to be bad. I don't think I they're going to suck. <laughs> You know, right. I don't think I don't think we'll exactly. ever see a, a Green Bay team that totally sucks. You know, that I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh, they have a great front office and they do a great, a wonderful job recruiting. I don't um, know. I ain't gonna say that that won't ever happen, but well, I don't think it's we, we, would, we would hope not. We will. Hope, we hope is. We hope not. One would hope, but if I mean, if you if you're a Bears I mean, fan, there was you hope a time very very long <laughs> decades ago 
that there were a couple teams that didn't think they would suck. And, well, here we are decades later. And, and they, yeah, well, yeah, we know. They suck. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that um, so. I'm, I'm hoping that they're not the same team. You know, they don't continue on the trend of last season, but like that. Um, and that I they that they're stay on the trend. Doesn't so bother so. me one bit. Oh, I'm sorry. But she don't care, y'all. She's a Minnesota fan. We all know that, and she would just love for yeah. Green Bay to take it. I mean, but let's be honest. Take what? Most of us would love for Green Bay, Green Bay to take it. <laughs> take it. I didn't say take it. Take. Oh. Take season. <laughs> we would love for them to have a bad season. Uh, uh, uh. But yeah, that's that, that's it. I know you're about this. You guys don't just hating for the sake of hating because you, you love your team. Sounded like you. Well, exactly. No, I'm willing to give Green Bay the benefit of the doubt. For some reason, though, I don't feel, and it'll change. Um, just looking at Green Bay last season, if you paid attention to them, and like I said, they've got a pretty easy schedule, but then they've got a pretty easy schedule based on last season. I mean, people had higher hopes for a lot of the teams that they're even going up against this season. Um, One of the teams, and and I was reading quite, oh, my God, I read so many, um, so much commentary that it, that it, it, it was absolutely crazy. But, um, one of the teams, and let me go to it, their schedule, that they are going up against. If it would have been last year, everyone would have hated them and been like, they are crap. But <laughs> not so much. And that's, no, that's, that's the Jaguars. A lot of people have a, a lot of um, reports about the Jaguars this season are very different from going into last season. Another team that, yeah, they're playing them in preseason, but they are mm-hmm. a sleeper team to me as well as Detroit. Um, the Cowboys, you know, last season looked a little um, cricket-worthy there. They, uh, well, they, they were on the field. They had showed up to their games. But, um, I mean, they, they were there in person. Wow. They were there in person, um, but you know, but I don't think that, this. I don't think the Cowboys are coming stomping for last place this season. Um, they paid Andrew Luck like uh, enough for his great 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 grandkids to not have a job, and so I don't think the Colts are going to be like we pay dude all this money and we just come to lose. So I think the Colts are going to put up a fight. Definitely Tennessee is going to put up a fight. The Redskins have a little life in them. And we got to see what the Eagles will do. So when we look at, like, you know, you look at Jacksonville last season and the Colts last season and the Titans last season and the Eagles last season, you kind of see, you, you know, if, you, if you're going off that mentality, then you would think these would be easy games. But I don't think so this season. Mm-mm. I do not think they're going to be pushover teams whatsoever. I think those are going to be some battles aside from the teams that they're already playing that are going to be some battles. I don't know what to think of the Falcons yet. I don't think anybody um, At all. I, I will tell you this. Uh, some than probably, some fans of Matt Ryan are not what I'm about to like what I'm about to say, but Matt Ryan is dangerously 
on the verge of being in the same conversation as Jay Cutler, an excellent talent that is not proven to do anything. Is it his mm. fault, though? Right. Fault or not? Can you blame? There are it, well, it's, it's got, but no, you gotta, no. You got to. You have to put it somewhere. You can't just say fault or not because you have to look at the whole thing. No, no, no it, it, right. Like when I look at Jay Cutler's situation now, when I look at Jay Cutler's situation now, I understand that it's an O line, and and if his O line is not going to cover him, he is just going to. Die. He's gonna be dead. He's going to need like you know. I hope he has great insurance if that's how they're going to play the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm totally. You think they got Obamacare? I hope, man. He might. You know, you never know. Shoot, because <laughs> I mean, if, if that's how they, if that's really, if that's how they're going to play the rest of the season, if they're not going to protect him, then yeah, I can definitely see him needing to have extra insurance. They better be like two, three people deep. If their O line sucks that bad, seriously, because it's gonna be a well, long I season was, for him. I actually wasn't even trying to make this about Jay Cutler, but more about I know you the fact that Matt Ryan. A lot of people have often said he's this great quarterback. He's this great quarterback, but when it gets to to down to it, he doesn't seem to make anyone better, and when he's in the playoffs, he can't win a game, and those exact statements have been made about Jay Cutler and a short list of other people that quote unquote have talent. I'm sorry, when Jay Cutler's in the who? <laughs> Forget you. <laughs> I, I had to um, settle in and register for a second. <laughs> I had to let that register. <laughs> that was a good I'm one. Sorry, y'all. Touche. That was funny. Oh, man. That was a funny one. No, that was hilarious. It's about Matt Ryan. What do we think? Since you you start off saying you don't know what to expect from the Falcons, how much of that are we Matt no, Ryan as a QB? I don't know what to expect from any of them. I, I don't know what's going on down there. I'm confused. I mean, you know, I, I he, he, uh, the one see the one thing about it is you can be talented, and, and don't get me wrong, because there are a lot of talented players. I've seen talented players on all levels, but just because you're talented doesn't mean that you can actually play the game. You know, and play no, the game with not, it. Play. Not talented. But see, just, in the beginning, I, Matt no, Ryan was just tired of one of the great QBs that this NFL is going to create. It just never well, developed. Well, he's that. not a bad QB. Well, I hear what Cass is saying. Because no, think... he had great numbers last year. I, don't, I believe. I don't think his numbers were that bad last year. Matter of fact, I think was he he was on my uh, – yeah, matter of fact, he was, I believe, if I'm correct, I'm going to check right now. But I really think he was on my fantasy league last year. And if I remember correctly, man, he's not a bad quarterback. It might just be a bad, bad situation for him as far as team-wise. You know, and where he is now, we do know that happens. You could you could be the bomb player and be on a on a team that's horrible. That's Barry Sanders. Sorry, Detroit. I'm just saying, y'all had the coders running back in the thing, y'all in, in the league, and y'all couldn't win it, win the Super Bowl with him. Wow, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but we've seen that. So well, he got tired. tired. He he got I tired. I would have got tired too. He got tired. Wouldn't he you come on, tired. Cass? 
every year you playing and you balling well, out like he and did. So did and, and so did Megatron. Megatron was like, yeah. Right. You know, right? And that's my point right there. You you know, we have these teams who these players who are on these teams that can't get beyond, you know, can't even get into the playoffs, let alone get to the point to where they can, you know, vie for the Super Bowl or what have you. Um, because they're on the wrong type of team or, you know, they got drafted by the wrong team, uh, a, a non-contender, if you will. Because um, Matt Ryan is not a bad quarterback at all. But his, his, I think his time in, in um, Atlanta is probably – it may be coming to an end. That might be his own decision if they can't pull it together and really do something this year. Um, I remember the one season, they were killing everybody. That was two seasons ago. But then after that, there was nothing. The last time I really paid close attention to Matt Ryan was probably 2010. Um, And they were like the number one seed in the NFC. And they got eliminated in the first or second round. No, they got eliminated in the second round, their first game against Detroit. Excuse me, against Green Bay. Against Green Bay. And that was the season Green Bay won the Super Bowl. That's the last time mm-hmm. I paid a close attention to Matt Ryan. Now, I'll admit that's partially my fault, but after that, I lost confidence in that Atlanta was something even to worry about. Like, you can't even win a home game in the playoffs. That's my... If that's Atlanta, I don't know. I, they're Atlanta definitely not my keep... sleeper team. They are. I can't help. I can't help. No, they would be a surprise. Not a sleeper team. Yeah, they would. They would be shocking more but than you know. If I had to pick a sleeper team right now, I don't think anybody should be sleep on. Um, and this is going to be odd coming from me. I don't think anybody should be sleep on a. The Raiders, and I know the little black hole is loving their team, and you been a couple the years being the only people. You sounded like you just they, tapped him on the head like a five-year-old saying, "Oh, that's adorable." Well, <laughs> for a couple years, they were like the only people that even cared about their team. People would be like, oh, Man, yeah. didn't nobody do it. When it came down to it, the only people, only Oakland fans were Oakland fans. Seriously. Yeah. And, I, you know, and that's, and you couldn't get, they, they couldn't buy a fan outside of Oakland, you know, at one point. And, and that's, and that's not really indicative of their history because, you know, back in the day when we were growing up, Oakland was like the team. You know, Raiders was everything. Everybody loved the Raiders. Marcus Allen, uh, Bo Jackson. You know, you know, I was right, exactly. So everybody was a Raiders. And then the Raiders early oh, Raiders. I think that, early like, you know, nineties. I mean, it was even on the late late nineties. Uh, people forget the Super Bowl that Tampa Bay won was against the Raiders, and Gruden. Knew every play in the playbook, so <laughs> it wasn't anything to worry about. But my goodness, the Raiders had been a monster for a while, eighties and nineties. Not so much in the arts. Yeah, but I think that you know, with, with receivers like Amari Cooper, 
I know who's who's definitely coming along, and I think it's going to be a mm-hmm. very good, uh, very good just breakout wide receiver in, in the league. Um, I, I agree with Cass. They're probably going to be that one team to just kind of just be beating everybody silently, you know, and sneak up, and next thing you know, they're there. Um, and, I kind and of I feel think that it, way a little bit about when it comes to. Jacksonville, for some reason this season, I kind of think that uh, <clears throat> Jacksonville's going to share a lot better than. Yeah, but I don't think Jacksonville's going to be as quiet about it as uh, Oakland is. Oh no, no, no! Jacksonville coming making noise. No. Yeah, and then Jacksonville plays think... that division that is a crapshoot every year. They got Jacksonville, Houston, uh, Tennessee, and and Indianapolis. That's a revolving door. It might be a crap division. All right, so I mean, honestly, Jacksonville could win that division, and I wouldn't be surprised. Indianapolis could win that division, I wouldn't be surprised. Houston could win that division, and I wouldn't be surprised. The only team that could win that division, I'd I'd be be surprised, would be Tennessee. I'd I'd be surprised if Houston won that division. I'd be. But to me, it's more indicative of how bad that division is. (laughs) <laughs> then how good Well I definitely don't think Indianapolis is going to go down the crapper With all the money that they really paid Andrew Lucky And his well, Andrew Lucky better come back from last season If, if he don't you know, <laughs> he was in, he If he, was he don't put his beer back on Don't you, you know, and, I don't think you know that was the conversation already on, For Andrew Lucky I don't Luck. see that's going to happen Yeah he need to grow that beer back man Obviously it, it Oh, you know, it, it, you notice, even though he got okay, the beard back, they just lined it up this time. Uh, so no, no, we need the, the lumberjack look. No, we need Somebody the lumberjack. You know, he need to look a, like the overgrown leprechaun. I'm sorry, dog. Well, they tried <laughs> he to, needs you know, to he needs look like the overgrown well, leprechaun. You need the beard, so they may have saying, we're going to clean you up, but you still got to have a beard. <laughs> Nah, they so don't he need to go ahead, and grow it raggy, just, and, just come and do his thing because that clean cut look, the model look don't work for him. Mm. No, <laughs> it only works for, work for Tom Brady. Brady. It only it works for only Tom works Brady. For so Tom Brady. you know, so you got to stick to what works for you. If you know, if your hey, your first well, season came in, I'm not, and I'm not really off the model look with that big old smile. Well, I mean, but it's you know what? Cam gonna be Cam shoot. We already know that. We talking about you know. I, it's not I, like he did anything I, I, super. I don't, you know, I you know what Cam is awesome. He's an amazing person. Um, I I just I hear a big old butt coming. Um, I hear it. Yeah, I think he's invaded Russell Westbrook's closet and. Yeah, no, well, no, no, I'm not even doing his closet. I think I think Cam Newton's uh although we know this to not be true, I think Cam Newton, Russell Westbrook, and Dwayne Wade's uh stylist. They all got the same stylist, dude. They all have the same stylist. I bet you. Mm. I bet. I Man, think I they like have a morning meeting. Dwayne Wade, Cam Newton, and Russell Westbrook just need to just be like, look. It just don't work that way no more. Mm. And and with Cam Newton and Russell Westbrook being swollen in the chest, it just makes it look that much worse. Oh, it just looks worse. It it does. It oh my goodness. 
Because if I catch one of them wearing some daggone culottes one more again, uh, and see with Dwayne Wade and I now asked, living I, on the Gold Coast in Chicago, we're going to see a lot more. Yes, you're going to see. I'm not a Bulls fan, so I will not be seeing this. Yeah, yeah, I don't really see well, myself said, watching yeah, that. A I, lot of people said that Gabrielle Union wasn't a suburban type of woman. She needed to live in the city. <laughs> um, but back, mm-hmm. to, back to the model look and NFL players. She's from security, Gabby. <laughs> don't know. Mm-hmm. So moving right, Zach. So th- those are my two biggest sleeper teams. I really think that Jacksonville is going to make a lot of noise and, and come through and be a very different team than what we're used to seeing for the better. And I think a lot of people are just honestly sleep on the Oakland Raiders. I think, you know, they've had a couple seasons of kind of being in the, the trash can chronicles, and I think they've made their way out of that. No one's paying well, attention thing to that. Like, they could honestly be threatened. Another thing that's going to work in their favor from a fan standpoint is San Francisco is not expected to be all that good again. And with that, that Bay Area love is going to go towards Oakland as opposed to San Fran. And although most, although most uh, Oakland fans are Oakland fans and San Fran fans are San Fran fans, the, the casual fan. The casual yeah, fans um, going with a good team. Bounces back and forth. That's really what it boiled down to. The, ca- the casual fans going with who's ever winning at that moment. He ain't worried right. about, you know, whether it's San Francisco or whether it's Oakland. Who's winning at the moment? Oh, they're winning? That's who I'm with. That's the that's how the casual fans are going to play it. Um, I, like, you know, San Francisco after um, Harbaugh left is just hasn't really been the same at all. The mass you know, exodus is what I still call it. Yeah, and you know, exactly. You know, and, it's, and, it's, yeah, and it's crazy, man. It's like you know they said we all going and and left. And for, I mean, it was it was for them to be in a position left, where they have to Right, you know. So if you look at it, they had nothing to work with. No, they, they have very little work that with. coach that they hired. Well, that was good, good luck with their world. coaching situation and everything else this season because we've already Man. seen what happened to the Eagles. So we don't have to right. really see how this plays out I mean, when it comes to. As much as we as much as we crack jokes on Chip Kelly, I think Chip Kelly's a is an improvement on what they had last year. Period. We'll have to see though. Well, we'll because until they, you know, we'll you, you know how they say it, man. The proof is in the put. You know, those really gonna really come down to um, this season for them is is a really big one, and you really can't call it rebuilding or anything like that. To be honest with you, you know, it's got to be a positive season, bar none. They can't have, they cannot have what they had last year. It's not going to be good for them at all. You know, then then well, we'll be down there. That, um... Here's something that I, I I really 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 want to do, super quick. I'm gonna start off with a major 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 applause. Right now, of course, the Olympic Games are going on in Rio, and the United States is leading the medal charge. I'm um, 60 medals, 24 gold, 18 silver, 18 bronze. 
That is absolutely amazing. If you had a chance to watch the Olympics, though, this past weekend, or past week, I'm sorry, crazy. Michael Phelps is just racking up that crazy. Yeah, he's at 23 gold medals right now. I love the Michael Um, Phelps finger wag. The finger wag was like, yeah, don't forget I, I did, I do this. (laughs) <laughs> on top of that, um, Simone Biles, absolutely excellent. And, oh, and, not um, just Simone Biles, just Simone. The Simone. I watched her. Well, I had I gotten to her, the other uh, Simone. <laughs> I cut you off because it's the Simone. It's not like an R&B group, the Simones. <laughs> um, I got a chance to watch The her, other um, Simone is... Go ahead. Go ahead, Cass. Because we only got a few minutes, so let's go ahead. I thought you were... Well, I was saying I finally got a chance. Yeah, I got a chance to watch her bean routine last night. And, man, that little girl is cold. She did. She did. Her, the difficulty of her routine is like, you know, and growing up, I love gymnastics, so I watched it all the time. I haven't had a chance to watch it because coverage has been so whatever. Um, Plus, you know, people work during the day. so coverage is weird. Yeah, and and they're only two hours ahead. Yeah, it's one. It's real weird. The car, the regular NBC broadcast network coverage, they've made a conscious decision that they will show a lot of things in tape delay. If you have, if you mm-hmm. watch it through their app, you can watch it live, or through X One, you can watch it live. But by the right. time so what we're, the medals what we're happen in most on, of the sports, on, with the exception on, of the swimming sports, everything has already happened. Michael. Luna, so since we have come to the end of the show, I want you to tell everyone where they can find the show. We're going to continue going, but our live portion is coming to an end, so tell them where they can pick up and listen to the show as a podcast. Well, uh, our show is now searchable in iTunes um, on the podcast app. In addition to that, the easiest place to do is go to blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. The RSS link is there as well as we are searchable inside the TuneIn radio app. Those are the best three places to find us. Um, easiest is, like I said, blogtalkradio.com slash radio. And I listen to the show and critique ourselves using the iTunes podcast app as we're searchable there. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. And we definitely right. love you all for tuning in with us. Um, like we said, we will be back next week the same time on the same blog talk radio channel and you tune in and check us out if you're interested in coming on the show please let us know you can inbox us on facebook or shoot us up on twitter we are always definitely looking for guests who are contributing to the football life um you know whether you're a coach or whether you train athletes you know locally or whatever the case may be definitely hit us up we'd love to talk to you see what you're doing for the for the, the football lifestyle and have you on our show. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit more, I believe. Or is that right, Cass? We're going to keep talking for a little bit. Nope, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, great job, U.S. Olympic team, Simone Biles, Simone Daniel. Manuel, I'm sorry. Exactly. Um, our track team, um, we're looking amazing in so many ways. We'll talk about that more next week in full detail. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in to Football Fan Rush Radio and have another amazing week. As always, we'll check you out next week.